Welcome to episode 120 of the Stallion Pancake Podcast. I'm Jason Ackerman. And I'm Yvonne Ackerman. And I'm April Smith. Oh, oh special guest. guest. April Smith of Social Ape Marketing, right? Is that the full name? Yes, correct. Full okay. Name. okay, I always thought it was social. She would say Social Ape. Yeah. And I always thought it was Social Eight. Yeah, so when I meet people and I tell them the name of my company, I always spell it. Or I say Ape Like a Monkey. But now, and then she said it was Ape because of April. Which is, is so true? cute. Correct. So either you know that or you don't, but that, yeah, so it's kind but of I like loosely. That. My it's nickname like, has been Ape since high school. It doesn't have to, oh, like, why, you don't have to know it. Ape? It's still a cool name. It's just short for April. April. Oh, it wasn't because you, you were, like, crazy on the football field or something? <laughs> crazy at volleyball? <laughs> that would be pretty fun. Wild parties. Yeah. They used to call me white chocolate oh. on the basketball court. Ooh, why no, is just that? kidding. No one did that. <laughs> He's that good. Put yourself. Yes. Like, he can barely dribble. That's fine. You can't shorten Yvonne. That's the thing. Like your mom calls you Jace, mm-hmm. which is cute. But like, yeah, Yvonne. Mm-mm. Yeah, my <laughs> mom called me Jace. And when I went to a soccer camp and like all the coaches called me Jace, they thought that was my name. And that really <laughs> upset me. J-A-Y-C-E. So yeah. Weird. Anyway. Um, also, 120. That's a very important Jewish number. Wow. That's how old Moses was when he died. This is a big pod. So they always then. say you're supposed to live to 120. Aren't you excited to be on this one, April? The big, the big Jewish yeah, number. This is a very, <laughs> very important. All, All right. right. Oh. Oh. I don't want to step on your toes, Mr. Ackerman. Go no, ahead. No, you go ahead. Well, I just, I want to talk about Social Ape and how you started it because you run it yourself, right? And mm-hmm. you have how many employees? We currently have three and an intern. It's pretty amazing that like, that's the kind of thing that like, I would worry that if I, you know, I think a lot of people in, you know, the food blog world think about going off and doing some marketing on their own. I'd be worried I couldn't pay myself. So I'm amazed that you can pay yourself and three other people. And yeah. like, that's a huge accomplishment. So I just want to know how you built that. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, well, when I started that, was that was a, a real fear that I had for a long time. Um, and in the beginning, there were times where I didn't pay myself or I didn't make that much. But I think every business owner goes through those type of um, issues as they as they attempt to grow. Um, but I started the company in 2012, and I actually worked for ESPN U before that, um, which was a great experience. And before working for ESPN U, I actually um, just kind of was self-taught, and I did some freelancing. Um, and then after I, my contract expired with ESPNU, I decided to start the business because I had this skill and knowledge that many people didn't have, and that was in 2012. So, so um, what did you do for ESPNU? Social media. So I, my, my skill set was social media marketing, but that was you know, probably in 2010 or so. Um, and you know, that was 10 years ago now, and at that point, no one even really knew what social media marketing was. Um, or, you know, businesses, small businesses, um, in particular, were not using it at all because they just didn't know what it was. You so, got in at a great time. So were you, I did, I got lucky. Yeah. So at 2012, it was Twitter and Facebook. Correct. No Instagram. Yeah. Well, I, th- I think at some point, I don't actually know when Instagram, I think it may have been around. It was around, but it wasn't as big. It was people right. were using it just to edit pictures with a lot of filters. A lot of fil- and, and <laughs> yeah, the filters. Frames. Were big. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So if you go back to someone's feed, which I like to do in, on occasion, you yeah. just see when it's just like pictures of their cats with like a really aggressive filter in a frame. Yeah. Yes. It was very artistic. <laughs> yes. Um, no, no caption. Yeah. Completely the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> um, ESPNU, that perked up your ears. Oh, yeah. Was that here in Charlotte or was that like a remote? Yes, it was in Ballantyne. Um, now it's the SEC network, um, and I think mm-hmm. the ESPNU brand is 
um, is up in Bristol, Connecticut now, where so, their headquarters is. So you were running their mm-hmm. Twitter and Facebook pages? Yes. Yeah, so Twitter um, mainly, and I would do that on college game days, mainly football and basketball. So I would live tweet all the games. So you would like tweet out highlights and then mm-hmm. like crazy comments? Yep. And I would respond to people and engage and it would just be me at a desk What's like, like on the, a Saturday. What's your most memorable engagement? I feel like uh, there were some good ones. Well, I also would do, so I also worked the Palmer and Pollock show, which I'm sure you're familiar with both of those guys. Yeah. Um, and I also worked a show called The Experts, which was a panel um, TV show, which was pretty fun. So I met a lot of really cool people. Um, but I remember one time I, I tweeted out the wrong username and it Uh-oh. was, it was supposed to be like a college athlete. And, um, and I, I like randomly like, like yeah, added yeah. at some random dude on Twitter. And then <laughs> the producer turned around in the control room and was like, April, that's the wrong person. So I had to delete it real quick and fix it. But it was a lot of mean, mean comments. And yeah, they'd I mean, be mad at you. Fans or are the worst. They would, no, not me. I mean, most people don't know. They don't really think about the person behind the Twitter account or, or Facebook or, right, or they're just mad at the score or whatever it is <laughs> or their game. Like let's say you know the game before it has run over, and so their game oh. will be interrupted. They pro- it won't come on until the first half, or the second half, or halftime, or something. And so people would like curse at me, you know, yeah. at, at ESPNU, because <laughs> um, they'd be so angry that their game. would like, look, you know how this goes. If the game before runs over, yours isn't going to play until it's over. Like, um, so yeah, a lot of lot of curse words. So do you know a lot about sports? Like, is that when you got that job? Were you a sports fan? Um, I was. I mean, not like a huge sports fan. Not like everyone else who worked in ESPNU because, you know, the majority of it's a lot of guys. Um, and they're truly passionate about sports um, and all sports, really. So they brought me in. They didn't really care if I had, like, any sort of experience in sports, although I did. I graduated with um, <clears throat> a degree in sports uh, medicine, which is a little bit different oh, wow. um, than, than athletics. But um, they really only cared about the social media marketing experience. And it worked out well. So I got I, – I was really, really into – you know, basketball and football that year. I mean, I knew probably everything about it, it was college, but um, but since then I haven't I haven't been as passionate about it. And where did you go to school? I went to school at Radford in uh, Virginia. Oh, so did you want to be like a physical therapist? Or yeah, um, I thought so, and then I realized that a lot of that is um, can be sad and um, and not as fast paced. I think is a career that I would have needed. So the marketing thing just kind of fell into my lap and. I grew an interest in social media marketing and and asked, um, actually I, work, I bartended, so I bartended and I worked in the service industry myself for 13 years. So I bartended all around Uptown, Charlotte. Oh, where'd you bartend? Oh boy, <laughs> some good stories <laughs> a there. A bunch of places. <laughs> um, so let's see if I can do it in order. Um, if you're out of business, we're gonna say RIP. <laughs> uh, Play a sound effect. Okay, so stool pigeons. <laughs> R.I.P. Oh, um, that, that was, was right next to our place. by the daily, it's the right daily, yeah. the daily. Yeah, we used to um, live right there. That's crazy. Oh, you did. Yeah. So we live right down the street. We're at we're at Fifth and Cedar. We're, I probably shouldn't give my address. We were at uh, yeah. <laughs> what's the exact? We're at church between Seventh and Eighth. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so we're we like just literally awesome. moved to Rock Hill, so we yeah. Oh, you not did. There we're, it's a very different lifestyle. We're in the suburbs now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No we, more homeless people. Just right outside. Yeah. I miss um, all my right friends. That is we replaced the <laughs> an everyday occurrence. Actually, there were horses going down our street today. <laughs> well, that was a yeah. real what the fuck moment. Well, we, we that s- happens. We think it was though. a crazy party. Uptown, That's but true. The carriage ones, which I'm not a big fan of, anyway. I know me too. That makes me sad. Yeah. Okay, um, I've never understood why stool pigeons. Why that, like, never. It should be a good location and just. No, it wasn't about the location. You know what happened? The epicenter opened. 
Oh, and the, yeah. So before then, so th- I moved here in t- the, at, well, 2007, so it, it, um, in February. So I think it was like February. I know the date, I think. Um, so, yeah, I moved here in 07, and my first job was at Stool Pigeons, and I met, like, all of my best girlfriends. They, that time I met them, they were still friends. Um, and back then, the sports bar options were, there was no black men, so it was Stool Pigeons and, and Picasso's. Oh, pizza? Hmm? Pica- was it? Pica- uh, like Sports Bar and Grill, I think that's yeah. what it's called, um, Picasso's. Um, but I think that's it. Uh, maybe I'm leaving out one other sports bar option. But yeah, then the they, epicenter opened. Well, yeah, the epicenter, like, before the epicenter, <laughs> there was nothing uptown. Blackfin like, days. That's when I came to Charlotte. Yeah. <laughs> the well, epicenter, was the the epicenter that was the highlight of <laughs> the epicenter. Was yeah, it was, like, 2012. Uh-huh. And, like, every weekend people were okay, like, so you were at let's, Stool Pigeons. let's go there. Oh, yeah. so, um, and then I opened Strike City. Yes. Um, oh, kind yeah. of RIP because it's Bowler Row now. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know they changed the Yes. Name. Um, that's AMF. So AMF, AMF bought them. Okay. Um, and they also just bought the one in, um, in Matthews too. Um, so that was number two. Then I went to Dilworth Neighborhood Grill, stayed there for two years. Then I, I had a, like a brief stint at Enzo for a week. Didn't work out for me. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, we went there once on a date. R.I.P. Yeah. Where's Enzo? It was in the episode. Yeah. The sushi Remember? place. The fancy one. Oh, yeah. That was like our third date. Yeah. It was a pretty, Aww. that was a pretty like fun spot. It was. Very expensive. <laughs> there were weird yeah. people in there. Yeah. Really weird people. It was people. like a real like club. Epicenter is like just a weird place in general. It is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I love so it though. <laughs> <laughs> then after Enzo, uh, I went to the music factory. So I worked at the saloon, R.I.P. Yeah. Um, which is now that Mexican, is it Mexican still? Oh, yeah. Oh, the that one taco with place? above the comedy cellar? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then after that, I went to VBGB right around the corner. Yes. Definitely still open. And you host a lot of on. events there. Yeah, at 820. Yeah, across uh, the Which the they street. own both of those concepts, um, Tom and Kara. And VBGB was so much fun. So I, I didn't work there for very long, and it was very much part-time. That's actually when I was starting the business, so... When I started the business in 2012, I would work at BBGB like two nights a week, and then um, and then I would also work on the business during the day. So was that kind of how you got the idea? Like you're working for this like local business, and you're like, I could help them with. Like, yeah, that was years prior. So Dilworth Neighborhood Girl was my first okay. like free. It was free freelancing. Oh. Um, I had to basically convince the owner like, hey, there's this new thing called Twitter, and businesses are using it to increase business, and I, I will do this for you for free. And if it works, then you can start paying me. And if it doesn't, then we just won't do it anymore. Um, so then I got the job at ESPN, and a few years went by, um, and they were my first paid client. So That's awesome. Shout out to Dilworth Neighborhood Girl. That's I've actually never been there. So how so how did you decide like okay I can make this a full time job because it's hard to start your own business, yeah. especially if you've never done it before. Mm-hmm. Um, I had no clue what I was doing. Absolutely none. I think a lot of entrepreneurs today like. There's such an entrepreneurial community and spirit here in Charlotte. Um, Red Huda right now. Yeah, shout out. <laughs> um, but I, you know, it's, so our, our eight-year anniversary will be in July. Oh, are you going to do a big social ape eight? <laughs> oh, that's an idea. <laughs> we should. We should do yeah. like a mini campaign around that. Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome. You Thank only you. have to pay I me pre- for that. I appreciate that. <laughs> but you can. You can pay. You can pay yeah. <laughs> if you want. <laughs> um, so I had no clue what I was doing. I knew that I liked to do, I knew that I liked social media marketing. I really, really enjoyed it. I was passionate about it. And I knew that people 
needed to do it. Like their businesses, they needed that. They didn't know how to do it. Um, and then I realized that people would pay for that. So it was, it, I really got lucky. It was like right time, right place kind of thing. Um, but I also had, and I understand how difficult it is for people to start businesses now because either you have to have capital or, you know, in investments, um, or you have to have like a shitload of savings. And I didn't have any of those things, but however, my kind of business, you, you don't have overhead. You really, you don't need an office space. You need a, a laptop and maybe a camera and that's really it. Um, so it was very cheap for me to start the business and really all I needed to do is pay my bills. Um, and bartending helped to, you know, offset a lot of, a lot of that. So I was able to start off small and then grow bigger and bigger. And then I eventually quit bartending. So who, who was like your first big client where you're like, yes. The first big one was Kimbrel's Furniture, actually. Oh. Yeah, that is big. That's pretty big. Yeah. They've been around since. That's a Fort Mill name. Oh, is They're it? from Fort Mill, I think. Is it? Oh, I, I should Original know family. I should know that. But so Are you still working with them? No, we, we don't. But so they, how'd, you, how'd you pitch them? Like, how'd you get them? I, um, I love so furniture. I, I, I sit on it all the time. I, was, <laughs> I, love, I love furniture, too. Yeah. Um, I was actually referred by a colleague um, who's a graphic designer. Um, shout out to Justin Moore of Subliminal Design. And and they said, we're looking for someone to do you our social be media. better Justin. Mark, <laughs> yeah, I'll send a link. Um, and he said, I know April and she's great and she's been doing this for years. And um, so that was it. I had the meeting and and that, that was it. I'm pretty, pretty easy. So that was my first big client. So when around this time, is this when you started CLT Eats too? Which is your own food Instagram? Yeah, I don't even, you know, I probably should have looked this up beforehand, but I don't even know Same. when I started that. <laughs> I should have done some research. I'm, I'm doing social media free weekends, though. That's my excuse. Okay. <laughs> but it was it was early, though. I know you got in. Yeah, but so it was way before there were things like influencers. I don't think that term existed then. Yeah. Um, so it probably was around the same time that I started the business. I am actually not sure, but the reason why I started it um, I didn't want free food. I didn't, it wasn't like that at all. I just, I go out to eat, like working in the service industry for 13 years. I mean, anybody in the service industry probably would agree with me that they love going out to eat. Like you, you serve people, you wait on people all day long. You're speaking you, to the choir right here. Okay. <laughs> this yeah. is our demographic. Yeah, absolutely. These are the listeners. Yeah. And so you want, you want to feel special. You want to be, you know, waited on to, and, and you've got plenty of cash to blow. Yeah. So I would go out to eat all the time and I would try, this is before Charlotte had like, you know, a million restaurants, um, which I actually counted on Yelp one day and it was over 400. Wow. Um, and that's not including the really small little ones that more obscure restaurants that people don't really know about. So it's gotta be easily over 500 at this point. Um, but anyway, so this is before Charlotte had a million restaurants and, um, I just really liked eating food and I liked taking pictures of my food and I was posting it to my like personal Facebook account and Instagram account and I realized that people just did not care. And so I felt like, okay, maybe instead of annoying people with my food photos, I'll just start another account just for my food photos. And that's how that happened. And I don't know what happened, but over the years it just grew to over 17,000 followers without really having a strategy. I'm so fascinated by that, like all of the accounts that have so many because I feel like yeah. we just – we work so hard and I don't know how y'all do it. Like, like Allie eat drink CLT. I mean, like she's got so many and it's yeah. like, and she, I mean, I, I mean, Allie does a really, really great job. And I actually listened to her, um, the interview that you guys did with her, one of the, the most best. recent ones. And she's awesome. And I think she does a really great job because, and she also works in social media and marketing and she actually like has a strategy and she follows through that. And you can tell that it's very well thought out. Me, I'm like, 
oh yeah, maybe I should post. I haven't posted in two weeks. Right. Um, it's kind of so, our strategy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like getting I mean, like the timing right and yeah, all the hashtags. Is, I don't a lot. think people understand how much work is in, is actually involved. Yeah. In one single post can take yeah. a long time. It yeah. really can. And people say, we just throw something out. Uh, no, sir. Like that's not how this yeah, works. No. Um, but I mean, my priority is the business is social ape uh, marketing. So, so CLT eats is just the hobby on the side. I, I typically don't get paid for anything. I also will just go out to eat, you know, on my own and pay for it and post those photos. So you probably get invited by other PR companies. I do, which is <laughs> which, which is so fun. It is so fun because I don't think I think half more than half of those people that are pitching me don't realize that I own a marketing and PR firm right, myself. Yeah. So um, I actually will save some of the pitches I really like and I'll forward them to my team and say this is a great pitch. Do you ever go just show up? And <laughs> Do some recon that way. <laughs> uh, well, you know what? I've actually gotten clients in that way before, and like I'll go to a food event and I'll start chatting with the organizer, whoever. Maybe it's the marketing manager, and maybe they have a lot on their plate. And I'll pitch them like, "Well, you know, I actually own a marketing company myself, and we do events like this too. And I'd love to help you, or I'd love to help you with PR or social media marketing." So we have gotten clients in that way, um, but but I also get pitched a lot by national companies, so people who are in like you know Florida or New York. Um, all over the country, so they don't know the market. So yeah, they don't know. They, they think that you're somewhere else. They're like, yeah, come that, out to this ramen shop on Tuesday, and I'm like, oh. Yeah, that's the biggest <laughs> it's in thing New York, we so. see. It's like these people from out of town who mm-hmm. don't know they don't what's know. going on. I've been yeah. invited to events in Greensboro and Greenville, and I'm like, Have, did you look at a map before you pitched <laughs> yeah. me? Because I'm not driving an hour and a half to yeah. go for a free yeah. meal. Both that and also, like, yeah, like people just wanting you to, like, they they kind of invite, like, a strange, like, I don't know, like, they might not even be a food account and they'll invite, invite them to, like, a local food yeah. <laughs> thing. Like, right. yeah, they just kind of seem to pick at random sometimes when they're national companies. I will, I will say from experience, I think some of those companies, um, it's just about the numbers. So yeah. they can tell the client, well, we had 30 people show up, but are those people quality? And like you said, do they fit the demographic right. that they need for a food event? Could be a fashion blogger with like right. <laughs> 40,000 followers. And she's only going to post her stories, not on her face, because it doesn't, doesn't it has fit. nothing to and do with it. And she's only going to post yeah. herself. Like, you're not going to actually. <laughs> this is know the what's latest epidemic. Um, Everyone just so, like in their face, like, I'm eating pasta. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, we talk about that with Allie mm-hmm. a lot. That's. So, what? Uh, oh, um, man. So, the, the late. I don't even know what they called the 2000s. The aughts, aughts yeah. the late aughts. Mm-hmm. What were the, what were your favorite restaurants in town? Like back in the day before this huge, before this huge like explosion. Yeah. Like in um, the, like yeah. 2012, that range. Okay. I'm trying to think. Like when you were working at Stool Pigeons. Um, so yeah. So Stool Pigeons was from 07 to 09, but I can start there. Um, 300 East. That was my, that was my. Date night spot. Fancy. Oh. Um, <laughs> whenever I would be asked out on a date, I would, and they would say pick a restaurant, I would pick 300 D's, and I would get the same thing every time, which is the bacon-wrapped gorgonzola stuffed filet, and it's still oh, on their shit. menu. It's it sounds so, great. It is surprisingly good I'm working time. on uh, something for them. Like, like not a, for them, for me. No, they just like a, a post, kind of like a love letter to them, sort yeah. of. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're so Because I think it's really cool how they've gone, they've been open 32 years, and how they've maintain their relevancy over that time is pretty Absolutely. incredible. And they're still like reinventing them. So like the yeah, menu exactly. is it changes and it's so good every time that they have like huge talent, great service, great location. Our office is like three blocks oh, from yeah. there. So we'll walk a lot and we have oh. a lot of meetings there too. Yeah, it's yeah, a great a meeting great place because office. they have those large those, booths. Yeah. The large yeah. booths. Yeah. Every time I go there now, cause I've been like spying. It's like they have the large booths and they have like 
concrete sheep outside. It's weird. <laughs> I like it. I've never even paid attention <laughs> well, to that. Look for the sheep next time. I will. Okay, where else? I 300 will. East. Oi. Um, Jew? I'm like trying to. <laughs> <laughs> it is episode um, It is 120. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think back like that many years. It's been. What about Lebowski's? So. Is that, that was around. That was around. Don't tell uh, her. I remember, okay, when I, they, don't know. I remember when they opened. So I was here when they opened. Um, put stuff in her mind. That's still actually what. So like again, Lebowski's. it's down the street from our office. So I still go there. I actually go there a lot on Mondays. I don't know why. I just always happen to be there on Mondays. But their beef and whack is amazing. Oh, so good. Um, and their chicken wings. Yes. Oh, still some of my favorite chicken wings. It is very good. And then Little Village Grill. Um, so I've lived in that. I, I, we talked about I lived in that neighborhood for years. So that's kind of like a mainstay. Um, Where is that? It's right on tra- so it's right on Trey Street where all that construction has been for the last. And it just re- like a reopened, I guess. Right? They've been open the whole time. Oh, oh okay. is it on the corner? It's, it's like Chrissy Johnson Beth posted about that. Um, so yeah, it's, it's like further down the street, heading more towards uptown. So it's on Trade Street in the middle of um, between cedar and then that next street yeah <laughs> which is like a small side street. but it's on it's like a bigger it's on the corner it's it's in a it's in so it's actually kind of in our building but this building spans several blocks so it's huge so it's beneath condos i'm trying yeah um, do you i know, know what you're talking about the public gateway do you know where that yeah, is yeah. so it's like a couple it's like half a block what's down. your go-to order there i don't really eat there oh not anymore. <laughs> a drinking establishment. It's Greek, yeah, right? I mean, oh, Little Village Grill. I thought you were talking about yeah. okay. um, Little Village yeah. Grill. So, yeah, I'll tell you, like, the Greek um, uh, pita or, like, a hero or their hamburgers aren't bad either. We need to go. Um, their fries are delicious. They're, like, the really kind of, like, they're not, I don't know if they're breaded, but do you know what I mean? They're, like. Like, the, yeah, like, the crispy on the outside. Like, the. Yes. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Delicious. I like that. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people talking about that lately. we got to go. Well, so when did the office start? So you guys have this cool office. Mm-hmm. We moved in East, yeah. one year ago. So it was um, Jan- like January 2nd of last year, 2019. Um, and we love it. So it's a quadruplex. Have you guys been there? Well, yeah. So yeah, it's like a, it's like upstairs yeah. in this mm-hmm. cute little, yeah. Yeah, it's a quadruplex. It's and right it's near my old. therapist. Okay. Which is great. Yeah. <laughs> I always wave to you guys. I was yeah. like, to get my Please stop head by. checked we, out. <laughs> we rarely get visitors. And I always tell people to just come hang out and sit in the living room and, and just work or hang out if you want to watch TV. Yeah, um, it's but like it's, one of these cool old places. Jason yeah. didn't go. It's an old it's an old building, old brick building. I can't remember. It was built, I think, like earlier, like 1930s maybe. Um, so there's four units, and we decorated it basically like a home. So it's very cozy and homey, and we walk around with like our bare feet sometimes. Because we came to your I, – I came to your Valentine's Day party, which was adorable. Yes. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like they you're – employees can just like be cozy in there and like work on yeah. the little couch. Yeah. We have a living room and then we have three other rooms. So it's, a, it's, it can, it's zoned commercially and residential. Um, so it's technically like a two bedroom, uh, like apartment or unit. Um, but it's, it's so old. We, yeah, we don't, we don't have a real kitchen, um, but we do have like a fridge and stuff, but we just can't cook anything. Um, but yeah, it's really comfy and, but it's, it's such an old building that it's like cold as shit in the winter and Drafty. super hot <laughs> in the summer. Yeah. So we're trying to still figure probably that out. Probably have like an air, like a window unit, like for the air conditioning. No, it's, no, it's, it's central it's heating central? in here. Okay. But yeah. it, so our power bill is pretty high every month because especially in like the heat and the like cold. loses everything. It's just not insulated at all. So where were you guys before? Was everyone working from home or? We worked from home for a little while and before that we were, um, we were at Hookah. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, but the first location in Uptown. So that was nice because I lived like right down the street. So you could walk. Yeah. 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 The Uptown life. I'm, yeah, I'm 36 years old and I'm like, I don't know if I'm ever going to move out of Uptown. I think, I don't know. We, I, I'm happy being out of Uptown. Like mm-hmm. I thought Jason particularly thought that he would hate it, but it's like a more, a little more relaxed, but it, we never walked anywhere because we never go anywhere. See, that's yeah. the difference. Okay. I'm a real homebody. It's hard to get me to leave at all. So now I feel like I have an even better excuse. Right. So I don't know. So yeah, yeah we, we love um, my boyfriend and I, and then even his son, like we just love being able to walk out the door and just pick a new place every time. Like we could, we went to um, Al Mike's the other day mm-hmm. for lunch on our lunch break. Um, we walk, we, we just love walking like to try on and, and, you know, just going to a random restaurant or out for date night or walking to the epicenter to go see a movie. It's just so we nice. We used to do that a lot though. I do miss that walking yeah. to the movies and that's a, Although I don't eat there anymore. <laughs> I like to. I used grill. to. I don't know. <laughs> it was okay. And then we had a real dip. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's good. You can like work out kind of before and after eating. It's like living in a bigger city. You can pretend you're in New York. Yeah. And um, that, that theater, so the Uptown Studio Movie Grill, is always on Groupon. Um, oh. So you can see a movie. I think the restrictions are like either it's like Sunday through Wednesday or Monday through Wednesday or Sunday. So it's not the weekends. But you can buy a ticket for $5, like, and it's available all the time. We saw oh. Knives Out on Friday. Have you seen that? I haven't. Mm. I've heard, I think I've heard good things. It's pretty, I mean, I liked it. Jason, Save it for a movie podcast. I was really enjoying it, but then, like, and I was really into it. And then with, like, 40 minutes left, Jason looked at me, and he was, like, rolling his eyes and sighing, and it totally took me out of it. But then <laughs> afterwards, he was like, no, I liked it. It was really good. And I'm like, well, then why the fuck did you give me that face? Like, <laughs> It was just, I could see the plot, and it you was thought it was predictable, predictable but Okay. Um, we recommend. So I'll keep that in mind. No, it's, you should see it. Okay. Daniel Craig has a Louisiana yeah. like, accent. like a like a thick Louisiana. Like I accent. do say here, <laughs> it's hilarious. I love those accents. It's like Foghorn Leghorn. Yeah, that's, that's what you just sounded. A truffle really? pig. They called him like KFC <laughs> a, ho- yeah. Foghorn Leghorn in the movie. It was so great. <laughs> um. So, w- in your early years, what do you think your biggest mistake was as you were starting with the business? Yeah. This is when the hard-hitting questions start. I don't know. <laughs> I've never thought about that. I made plenty. Um, you know, I probably would say not hiring someone sooner. Um, when I did hire someone, it was part-time, and I was so nervous about it. And I went back and forth and back and forth. But my mom was sick. She had cancer. And um, I honestly didn't have a choice because I couldn't do both. I was driving from Charlotte to Richmond, Virginia, which is – almost a five hour drive, almost every weekend or every two weeks or so. And it was just so much going on in my life at that time. Um, and then as she got, um, sicker, I realized like, I just needed help. And, and, but I think the biggest, you know, fear is I won't be able to pay this person or I'm going to have to take a pay cut. But, but then I think every single person that I know that has eventually been reluctant to hire someone and then did after they, they hired that person, they say like, holy shit, why didn't I do this sooner? Because it is so amazing to have that weight uh, lifted off of your shoulders of like, I don't have to do everything and I can delegate. And it, that is the best feeling. Take a vacation and like not worry about it the whole time. And (laughs) yeah, it's really great. And then, you know, you always have that option. Like I, like I did, I met with someone and kind of took a blind leap of faith and she was part-time and, um, and, um, then she went to full-time pretty quickly because I was like, I really have a lot of work. And then, you know, me freeing up, um, some of my time, you know, I can go out and I can sell and I can, bring in the big bucks um and then she ended up moving to san diego and cried when she told me that she was moving 
So that's my first employee, um, but we're still in touch. And I went to her wedding in oh. Tuscaloosa. Well, so what, which, like, who are you working with now? Name some clients. Because mm-hmm. I know you don't just work with restaurants, right? You do, like, I mean, obviously, like, you know, the furniture and, like, do you do, yep. like, doctor's offices and stuff like that? Um, so we actually re- kind of rebranded last year. I think it was maybe halfway to only work with um, food and bev, okay. rest, um, um, hospitality and retail. So in the past, we have worked with dental offices. We worked with- I knew Shrub- I saw like, so something on your website for that, yeah. Yeah, so we worked, <clears throat> Pearl uh, Dentistry is a well-known- Oh, don't fucking office. get me started. Do you uh, see this bruise on my face? That's no. where I went oh, this God. week, to Pearl. Do you still work with them? No, no. you don't, right, yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. Let's, let's get, just get. Just get it out? Yeah. I don't mean, I don't, I've got a bruise we'll, on my we've face. We've got two hours. Just go. <laughs> That's all I want to say joking. right now. We don't need to hear about your bruise. I think it's okay. infected. Anyway. I had a crown and it turned into a real saga. Oh my God. Anyway, I won't be going back once I get this temporary crown off and the okay. permanent one on. I will be leaving Pearl. Okay. I'm going to get my whitening. Sorry. I'm going to get my whitening. <gasps> I'm going to get out. <laughs> yeah. Because that's how they got me. Free the whitening. whitening for a year yeah, or whatever. And then the Netflix on the ceiling. Yes. Like they have some great marketing. Yes. <laughs> like, well, we we did the social media marketing for years. It's so effective. And as soon as I saw yeah. they were on my like approved list with my new insurance, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, well, I'm going straight yeah. there. And then I was like, mm-hmm. well, I'm now, my face, now my face hurts. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so you worked with some dentist offices. Yeah. And I'm actually really lucky that I have never really had major dental issues. Um, I've actually never had a cavity. Oh, my either. God. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Jason, too. You've never had a cavity? <sighs> Yeah, she brushes her teeth like a hundred times a day. Like, okay, I brush my teeth at work, which is so embarrassing. Uh-huh. I go down to like the first floor, which is actually where like another office is, uh-huh. and I like have a little plastic bag with my toothbrush, and I get so many dirty looks. But that's how dedicated I right. am to it's my just, dental care. That's how dedicated I yeah. am. How many cavities have you had? Like literally every tooth every in my t- mouth has had a cavity, <laughs> and I've had ever. the cavities like you know I have to get the fillings replaced. Mm-hmm. Like I, my whole mouth is like metal and now like amalgam right. but now i had a like then I, they said crown i'm probably like a day away from a root canal yeah I've, oh gosh i'm like i just want like you know like dentures i'm fine like <laughs> no you don't i'll just take them out You'll every get night the implants, just rip them all out and they get yes. full with, yeah. like with the veneers That'll like where then they won't like 100 grand but. i know that's what someone said i was like i just want veneers they won't stain and they were like yeah that's you can't afford that and i was like oh shit but i want to be like hillary duff you know she's got those nice veneers yeah but anyway, um, it's, you guys are very blessed, and I'm happy for you are. both, really. High five. <laughs> it's like... No cavity team. It's not fair. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we work with Pearl. We work with Charlotte Radiology for a few years. So we have worked with... We've also, we also work with a search firm now. Actually, we've been working with them for a while. Um, so we have worked with clients that were kind of all over the place over the years. Um, but last year, I made the decision that we just need to continue to focus on what we do well. Um, unfortunately, because rest, so, you know, with so many restaurants opening in Charlotte over the last couple of years and continuing to do so, there's a lot of low hanging fruit, which is great, but there's also, so more competition, more people moving into the area, more competition for us. There's also more competition for our clients. So um, it's been really interesting over the last year and a half, maybe two years where there are a lot more marketing firms, PR firms, freelancers. Um, like and every day, I feel like there's a new one popping up. It is, yeah. and I, I try to to ignore it and just keep you know plugging along and focusing on our path forward. Um, but it's been really interesting because I can tell that the budgets for restaurants they are spending money, which is great. So ten years ago, when I was working at Stool Pigeons, 
I mean, the, really the only marketing that restaurants were doing was like creative loafing, mm-hmm. uh, you know, flyers maybe. I mean, it was a lot of like print. Um, there wasn't still media. pigeons. I mean, it writes itself. <laughs> the marketing. Yeah. Um, that place really has a special place in my heart. Um, but good times. But we have to move on. <laughs> um, R.I.P. But yeah, R.I.P. Cover your ears, Joe. We're going to talk about some I mean, good how many times. places that I <laughs> how many places that I mentioned like six and like only one is still open or something? Yeah, yeah. like all this like yeah, turnover. Like, I think DBGB was the only only one. So yeah. open. So the budgets are more, but like, are they like spread more thin? I guess or are they trying to margins are, are thinner. I think, um, especially with new concepts they are, they have to spend so much on design and the build out, um, and rent, you know, like <laughs> millions of dollars. Yeah. Rent's super high, especially yeah. in like the uptown South end area. Um, and, and so yes, they do, they do need to work with marketing firms where they have to hire someone in house that does all that stuff. And it's really hard to find someone who can do all that. It's hard to find one person who has the experience that can write press releases and has a connection or has connections with local journalists or even regional. And then also can do social media marketing and knows how to run ads. It's really hard to find that. So that's when restaurants will outsource their marketing to us. Um, and we can do all of those things. It's a little bit more expensive, obviously, than having someone on staff. But but yeah, I'm, I'm seeing budgets being an issue every single time. And it's it's weird because it didn't used to always be that way. However, like, you know, restaurants are consistently spending money on, on marketing now when they weren't like 10 years ago. Um, but part of me is a little bit worried because there are signs that that I haven't seen before. And it makes me think like that recession is possibly coming. What are those so, signs? Just having like a, every single restaurant and this is restaurant specifically. So uh, we do work with other clients, but across the board, I'm seeing restaurateurs or more managers that I'm speaking with who they're like, we, we love this and we want to work with you and we want to do all of this stuff. We cannot, we just can't afford it. Um, so yeah, I mean, but they already have restaurants have such, such um, smaller, you know, like profit margins anyway. Um, so even really with chains, like, cause I like, is it different? Cause I know you work with Tander, right? Are you still working? We did. We worked with them yeah. a couple of times okay. and th- when they opened both Charlotte location, uh, locations, um, but was so, that a little bit so more that's like, do what you need? <laughs> no, that's actually not, a, it, I mean, and, and it's it like, it depends on what you mean by a chain. Like, is it a national? Like when I think of right. a chain, I think of like a national right. brand, like, like an Applebee's. Applebee's. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. I, that was my first job, <laughs> actually. Um, and I worked there for five and a half years. So that's how I got my, my start in oh. the service industry. D- isn't that where Amanda Britton started? I don't remember. I think she did. I'll have to go back and listen. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. I could be making that up. But she worked at some place like that. I love meeting like fellow Applebee's alum. It was, <laughs> it was a really good first job. And they worked really, they worked with me throughout high school and college, you know, because you have all sorts of crazy schedules. And I would only come back and work on breaks and... They were really great for that. So it was a good company. And I learned a lot. I, I did everything. I um, I was a hostess. I did prep. I did expo. And then I waited tables. I didn't bartend because I wasn't old enough. And I certainly didn't manage because I don't know why people do that. Um, but yeah, I loved it. We've gone off on a tangent already. So are they, are the, are the restaurants no, like the pretty much like bring in social, like bring in influencers? Like, is that the main conversation that you hear now? Like they want, like they want to yeah, be on do, Instagram or do they, do they think want? that's bullshit? Or what do they, what do, you, what, do, what do they think they need and what do you tell yeah. them they should? Mm-hmm. It's two totally happen. different things. Yeah. So this is what they say all the time, which I think is like so cute. They, they say like, quote unquote, like we want to get our name out there. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, do you even know what that means? Yeah, what, I don't know what that means. Uh, <laughs> but that's just because they're, they're probably not familiar with marketing. They're in operations and they're in, you know, food and beverage industry. So, but what that means is 
they want people to know that they're there, that they're, whether if it's a new business, they want them to know that they're opening, they're now open, um, and they want people to come back. So typically that means PR for sure. Um, that's also something that restaurants never paid for here. Um, and they are, they are, a lot of them are, or they have someone on staff that does that. Um, and then social media marketing. So that's typically what we're seeing with those. With advertising, you, it's really hard to prove the return on that. So you see less of restaurants doing that. So what's your, if you can say this, what, like if you're, if a new restaurant's opening, mm-hmm. what, what do you try to do so you can get the word out for them? So we typically, it depends on when we begin working with them. Um, ideally, we begin working with them two months out and we'll send that initial. So sometimes like the agenda is very proactive. If they see someone applies for a liquor permit or even maybe like a, a building permit, they will know when a new concept is opening. Um, and then so also so they'll reach out to those people sometimes like a year in advance. Um just so that they have that story first. But sometimes restaurant owners will contact the local media and say, like, we're opening, you know, this concept. It's going to be open, you know, like fall of 2020 or something. Um, so they will probably have already made that announcement by the time we get to them, by the time we're working with them. We send out an update announcement, which will probably either be a media alert or a press release. Um, and then closer to the opening, when we have a better idea, because everything always gets pushed back because of permits, um, we'll have a better idea of when we can invite media in individually to take photos um, and interview the owner and or chef. Um, And then after that, we will probably help organize the grand opening event, which is open to the public. And then we'll probably also, um, actually, I'm sorry, the grand opening event, the restaurant typically will put together and then we do the media and VIP opening. And, And then after that, it's kind of like continuous pitching and social media and stuff like that. You guys take your own photos or is there a certain person on staff who does that? Um, we typically outsource that um, when we need it. We only The only time we, we need to take photos is for our social media marketing mm-hmm. services um, with PR and stuff. You don't need photos. So how does it work for the influencer like media VIP night? Like how do you guys approach that? Because I know that's something that can be fraught, you know, like Mm-hmm. Like personally for us, like we're not even going to too many of those just because we know that it it can look a little disingenuous and, and right. like, you know what I mean? So I feel like are people moving away from that a little bit or like what, what do you think about that? Um, locally, I would say no, but it's really interesting because we actually tried to launch a new division of Social Ape last year um, and I was really excited about it. So we have already been working with brands influencer marketing but we i wanted to work with influencers i wanted to represent them kind of like an agent um and then go to you know coca-cola or pizza hut or i don't know like a skincare brand or something and then say hey we're working with this influencer she has x amount of followers x amount of engagement these are some case studies that she has um would you like to work with us on this campaign this is the campaign that we're, we're thinking of and this is what you know like what's your budget would you want to do this and it was so hard that's interesting. That's a really right? cool concept. So what made it so difficult? And companies are already doing it. They've been doing that for a few years now. Um, but I don't, I honestly don't know how, I mean, we learned a lot, which was great, but it, I mean, I lost some money and definitely didn't make any money really from it. Um, so I, I don't know. I think at this point going into 2020, influencer marketing has already been around for a few years, but I think it's going to be one of those like really short lived things Um, because at this, so there are so many people who will accept shit for free, just product on trade that the ones who may, who have a full-time job 
and and they need a thousand dollars because that is what like the the value is there. The brands are saying no thanks. We can get the same thing from someone for free. However, like yeah. it's going to be a, a fraction of the quality. Yeah, of yeah. the quality and the success. So, but again, sometimes it's just a numbers game to those people. But it was you know, really interesting. interesting. So they're like, we could pay the, this person with a hundred thousand followers, or we could give it to free for. 10 people with right 10, and multiply that by like 30 yeah. people yeah. and spend maybe a little bit of money and gets yeah. the word out <laughs> quote unquote like just the same in, in their minds i'm sure like versus one account versus like yeah like 15 to 20 average yeah accounts yeah. it's crazy I, well, I was not expecting that well i just think charlotte like there's you can tell me if i'm wrong but it doesn't seem like there's a lot of real influencers like high end, like mm-hmm. there might be one or two that you would want. We have all more of the dime a dozen type. Well, <laughs> it's just people that, I mean, like we're not like you wouldn't want to pay us to do anything. No, but like, but but I but 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 <laughs> some people you? offer. <laughs> That's the thing, though. It's like, and I'm always surprised when the offer comes, and I'm like, really? Mm-hmm. We have like five thousand right. followers. It's like, I don't so know. You're a micro influencer. But see, I always think about micro influencers mm-hmm. being more like. 10 20 thousand mm-hmm. at this point but i guess not I think five, right five to ten is probably that, still that cons- range. Is considered yeah. that yeah like yeah. do you see like a return for the restaurants with people with you know with the micro influencer mm-hmm. level like have you well, i think it depends for us it's like we're more i like to think of ourselves as like a higher end restaurant like fine dining type places so i think we're good at bringing those people in to those places well, like anomaly for instance we got a bunch of their dinners we 100 sold out did. Mm, they cool. didn't pay us anything. No. Wow. They should. But yeah, Just, a bunch but, of people but, said like, we literally is, bought this ticket, which was like $150 right. because, oh, wow. but we don't want to like, it. this yeah. isn't our full-time job. Like we right. want to get, we want the restaurant scene in Charlotte to improve and get better and get better restaurants. And that's, sure. which really is why that was a thing we, we liked. Cause we were like, cool. Like we didn't, we don't really, we're not looking for anything, but we like support. And we struggle with this cause it's like, if Coca-Cola came to us and was like, do you want to sponsor us? It's like, well, that kind of demeans our brand. Yeah, sure. So, but we like money. Right. We are juice. It's hard, it's hard <laughs> to say no. <laughs> yeah, but so what do you, do you notice that like it helps the restaurant though? Like what in your experience? Um, yes. I mean, it really depends. It really depends. It's so hard to prove. So like what you guys are yeah. talking about, like was it a ticketed event? Right. Um, so we worked at Legion Brewing for um, I think like two, three years. Mm-hmm. And we we hosted a lot of influencer events for them. Every single time that they had a new menu or when they opened South Park, the new location, um, we would we would host influencer events and everybody wanted to come, which is really great. So we had like a really good. They um, were good events. Yeah, and, they're, and they're their fun. food's great. Yeah, and Legion has a like, great brand. Yeah. yeah, yeah, good lighting. Really too. good location. They're yeah, they're the, the South Park one has South like, Park I got some of really the best cool. pictures I've ever taken in my in my life. All those windows. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they're killing it. They're slammed every day. Yeah. Um. So we we hosted a lot of events for them, but at the same time, like I can't, I don't have numbers for that. I I don't. The closest that I could get is. If we were to ask every single influencer, hey, could you send us a screenshot of your analytics? And all that's going to tell us is the reach and did those people go out? And, yeah, and yeah, unless they maybe. actually someone goes to the restaurant and says, "I right. saw Scotty and Pancake and I came." Yeah, it's hard. Right. To, it's really hard. It's a hard thing to f- measure. Yeah, but a ticketed event that that's yeah, the way. That's, and, yeah. and business owners ask me that all the time, like, "How are you going to be able to prove the return?" And that's what we want to do. We don't want to be one of those like fly by night marketing companies where we do the work and you pay us no matter what. Like I want to be able to prove that what we did was successful um, because then they're going to re- you know, sign with us and um, we'll be successful. So it's, you know, but I think restaurateurs, they know by now this, it's been this way, you know, since the beginning of time that 
people aren't going to walk in your front door and say, I'm here because I saw a Facebook ad. Right, exactly. <laughs> so you really have to get creative and, and like using links and, and things like that yeah. or promo codes, incentives. You know, when you go to the it. bar and ask for, you know, Ashley and tell her that you saw blah, blah, blah. So it's difficult, but it's not impossible. It, yeah, yeah, you can't there's do There's just different creative ways around it. Yeah. So we have worked on other influencer campaigns for like Works Tools, for example. I don't know if you're familiar with that. It, they're they're mm-hmm. sold in Home Depot and Lowe's. Mm-hmm. And they're up in university. And we did influencer campaigns for new products that they were launching. And they're really cool products. They'll take like the wheelbarrow and then reinvent it. Um, so it's like super cool kind of modern tools. And we would give promo codes to each influencer and people would buy the products using the promo code and a link. And we would be able to prove that return that way. But with restaurants, it's just, it's so, it's so difficult. Well, I want to make sure that we hit on Thrive Talks. So yeah. we have, I have one more question okay, before well, we get to that. Well, okay. Yeah, I think the biggest issue with restaurants that are opening and closing is like they get too much marketing up front yeah. before mm-hmm. they can right. get their lights on the ground because they basically open and then they need money so fast that they're trying to get everyone in the door and then it sucks because they don't know what's going on. Yeah. And it takes them a few months. So how, yeah, we've had that problem. So how how do you, because we used to try to go like right when it opened and we were always disappointed and we just, now we just wait three months. Yeah. Um, Just because it takes time for them to figure out what's happening. Yeah. So, and also they need, restaurants need like the, you know, like that slow burn after they open. Like it helps them more in that way too. Like giving, letting them get on their feet, but also well, plus like. there's so many places that are open. It's like you open and everyone's super excited and then there's four more Italian restaurants opening the next yeah, week. Yeah, they forget. So mm-hmm. how, how yeah. do you, like, what do you tell restaurants about that? Mm-hmm. Like that they're like, we have to, you know, we have to be in the Charlotte agenda every day for the first right. week when it's opening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so we I talk about this a lot. Um, some people that I meet with, some restaurateurs, are actually privy to that already. Um, so we actually had that problem with a client that we when they opened their first Charlotte location, they were so busy the first week that a lot of the customers that came, a lot of the guests that came in didn't have the greatest of experiences because they had a line out the door. They couldn't handle that volume because a lot of the staff is still still training, basically. Um, and so some of those people probably didn't go back and won't ever go back because of that poor experience. However, we did our job, you know, we brought a ton of people there. Um, but we do have to be cognizant of that. I think moving forward that we're having that conversation with the business owners saying like, do you want to be slammed the first month or do you want it to be steady? Because we need to switch out our strategy. Like sometimes maybe it's not the best approach to go like, you know, all out the first month of marketing. Um, but speaking of like the agenda and local publications, sometimes you just can't, you can't stop that. Like yeah. if they want to write a story, you can't prevent them from doing it. And that sounds pretty silly. Like why wouldn't you want, you know, your business to be featured in an article and you do, but um, sometimes we, we don't have any control over that. You know, they're going to do what they're going to do, what, what serves them. And you know, that's great. Um, but yeah, that's, that's an issue because like you said, it's the shiny new thing. If you know, you have five, I mean, there was one month that like 20 restaurants opened Yeah, and Everybody's going to go to those new restaurants for the first three to six months, and then it's on to the next thing. So it's an issue. I think people in Charlotte really need to stop doing that. Yeah, give but them how time. Do you, how do you prevent that? Yeah, because people get excited and yeah, they want to go. Yeah, try I mean, we're all. I mean, we do the same thing. Yeah, and then like the Ace Burger, we wanted to go try that. I Jason ended up trying it last week, but mm-hmm. I still haven't been because we tried to go like the first week. Line was Slams. out the door, and we were yeah. like. Mm. So I guess I, not liking lines is one way to avoid that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was scared. <laughs> I went. So I went before they opened. So I was lucky because. Okay. Um, 
my boyfriend um, was able to get us to go to that event, um, and they're pretty good. So it was really funny. This is kind is that of, this boyfriend here? Or yeah, he's right behind we, me. We got okay, Joe cool. in the studio. <laughs> we had an <laughs> shout out. Can we, can we get a score uh, update? What's happening in the game? Seventeen-seven Tennessee at the half. Oh wow! 17. Oh shit! I tried to. Oh god! Oh god! There's no, Our oh, sound man. effects aren't working. <laughs> you ruined sound effects. Oh, no. Tennessee's up seventeen-seven at half against the Chiefs. That's a big. I don't that's even a big know upset. how to feel. Chiefs were favored by seven. Okay. Wow. Wow, yeah. Big turnaround. Thanks for the update, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Is it second quarter? Halftime. Oh, halftime, okay. Um, so random, ace number three, we oh, went yeah. in there, and their menu has like, it's the same thing as um, uh, Bossy Beulah's or whatever. They have like five five yeah. items on the menu. It's so stripped down. But they're, therefore, they can focus on quality and ingredients. Yeah. And I think that's a really smart concept. Yeah. It's kind of like the done event, like where they have yes. the steak is very good, but it's one kind of state so they can. Yep. That's a lot of steak, that. too. Yeah. It's a lot. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm going there this week for the first time. Oh, yeah. Which is crazy because Jason's been there like 10 times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he likes it. Yeah. He likes it's a good a mandate. Yeah. yeah. It's a good yeah. place for like to hang out with friends, too, I think. Yeah. Nice. For sure. Okay, good. Yeah. I'm excited. Although it is we restaurant week. don't have any week. friends, but you do. It is restaurant cool. week. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Tell us about your little panels that you host because we were yeah, on one. Talks. Yes. And they were. it was a lot of fun. And I wasn't at that one because I was out of town. Yeah, so you've done how we many? We felt honored that you asked total. us because you asked like this one podcast. Oh, yeah. It's like <laughs> they make they sold out like the Belt Theater. Yeah, <laughs> we we were definitely the, the little fish there. But thank you for the ask. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. So we started Thrive Talks last year. Um, I think we've done three total. We're planning our next one in March. So it's March twenty sixth. I wanted to. Be, I asked Melissa. Okay. Um, today I wanted to be sure of the date. So March twenty sixth. Um, so Thrive Talks is. And what's the next topic? Um, um, development, so city development. So um, we actually haven't finalized all the details yet um, as far as who is going to be on the panel and so on. But I'll keep everybody posted. We'll definitely post it to the website once we know. Um, and so the first, the first one was, so, okay, Thrive Talks is a quarterly panel series where we talk about the city of Charlotte and what makes it thrive. So, so far the topics that we, and, and granted, and also kind of how it's related into marketing. So how, like, what are the marketing principles behind these, um, like these things that push the, the city forward. So the first one we did was about influencer marketing and I, you guys should have come cause it's actually really interesting. Yeah, we don't. Um, that was that Allie was come. on. Yes, yes, she was. And um, uh, Ian from Couple. And Ian, oh, yeah. I know he was on your show and Laura Lee Elliott and I think Oh yeah, from uh, yes. Oh, I was on that panel actually. Um, so I was representing you know her, like Laura Lee. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> looks so confused. I'll tell she's you later. She's like fashion and lifestyle. Yeah. She's just cute as a little button southern yeah. girl. Oh she is. yes. So that was a really good panel because it was. Um, so we tried to vary them. Like we want people. We want very different people who are somehow related to this topic. Yeah. So the influencer marketing. They've all been really well attended, but that one was really interesting because it was really cute. Because there were a lot of younger females in the audience, and they were taking notes. No, yeah, they're just like, like I they want to be an influencer. <laughs> I want to be like you, Allie. <laughs> Yeah, that would have been me, but I would have been the creepy yeah. guy, and they would have had, yeah. had to escort me out. He would be taking notes and pictures. Uh, sir, you're 33. You have to leave. Yeah. <laughs> we all yeah, know about your Instagram page. Why do you have 12 cameras? That's yeah. weird. Stop taking pictures of the young females. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the first one was influencer marketing, um, and then the second one was was the restaurant. Um, yes, that, tour, and right. that one was like my favorite. I mean, obviously I have, I was in the industry myself for 13 years, but holy shit, like it got pretty heated. Like it was, it, it, it was came, oh. not like a debate, but it Who was, was a, on there. Um, Nikki Wolf from, yeah. from mm -hmm. Yelp. 
um, Kara from VBGB and H2O. Um, also, um, Ruby Thurston, who works with the Frank Chevalier Food Group. Yeah. Um, who, who, what were they fighting over? Well, I'm not going to like say specifically, but anyway. So, <laughs> oh. and also, also Andrew Weiland from oh, Chef yeah. Alyssa. Um, Her husband. And then, let's see, the, the moderator was Sarah Crosland. That's and a I'm good group. I'm pretty sure yeah. I'm, I'm forgetting someone, and that person's going to be really mad. I'll think of it. They're anyway. forever in our hearts, though. Yeah. Yeah. We'll dub sure. it later. <laughs> I'll, be yes. like, I'll be like, and I'm going to I'm going to call in, <laughs> yeah. and then you'll record that. Um, so. We have the technology. So the, re- the uh, you, you have this fancy, like. This I know. isn't ours. No. doesn't we even work. Have, it's <laughs> not even recording. <laughs> We're just talking. Um, um, so, so we actually started out by talking about, like, how. Oh, um, Kristen Wilde. How could I forget her? Oh, um, so so our Lord and Savior. Yeah, love you, Kristen. Yeah, heart you. Um, <laughs> I just saw her like last week. Um, so anyway, so so Kristen Wilde is a food writer, and then you have um, Nikki who works for Yelp, who puts on all these events all across this, yeah. you know, Charlotte. And then you had Kara, who is a restaurateur. Then you had Remy, who is a marketer for restaurants. And then you have Andrew, who's also a restaurateur um, business owner. And so anyway, you had varied you know, personalities and, and people yeah. who, who they do different things, but they're all in this together. And this is what I'm talking about. Like this was such a heated conversation and it's because of, it's so competitive right now. There's just so mm. many freaking restaurants that are opening and you see them like Vivace just closed. Um, who well, I mean, we've, there's been several closures, yeah. Um, yeah. Know, even in the last like month or two. Um, so anyway, so where the topic got heated which I saw it kind of going this way, but not in the extent that it did. It was about hiring. Mm. And I think the public does not, um, Kristen Weil actually wrote a, a really great article. I, I think that was a couple of years ago. I think it was her that wrote it. Uh, actually, you know what? I don't know if it was her. Anyway, um, it, I've seen a few articles that have been written, but they, they've been like under the radar about how difficult it is for restaurateurs to hire staff. It's absolutely insane. So that is what a lot of people talk about was how difficult it is. So we went from like marketing aspects and things to just this random conversation about how That's difficult cool. it is to keep staff. I mean, people are poaching. I have heard stories of chefs um, or restaurateurs going like meeting a, a cook or a chef at another restaurant in the parking lot as he's leaving his oh job to offer him a new job for a dollar or two more an hour. Yeah. Just well, throw we off your apron in this parking lot. Yeah. Come with me. Come with me. We're yeah. supposed to go to dinner with a chef tonight, but his sous chef quit. Like, yeah. So we can't. Isn't that a bummer? I know. And it's restaurant week too. And the oh, guy just yeah. le- like didn't give a notice. Just quit. Can we say who it is? Yeah. No. no. Okay. <laughs> we'll talk later. <laughs> yeah. Off air. Off air. It's really, it's kind of, it's kind of scary because when I worked in the industry, I would walk in, I would walk in you know, to anywhere and just fill out an application. They'd be like, okay, you start Tuesday. Um, (laughs) And, and there was plenty of jobs to go around and there were plenty of people who wanted them and they were fine. We're making two thirty four an hour plus tips or $8 an hour in the kitchen. Um, Now restaurants are, some of them are offering 401ks. They're offering healthcare. So it's definitely changed. Maybe I should be a server. It's a good time to start, right? (laughs) I mean, I I haven't done it in a while, but. You know, get my, you hate my people. That's the only problem. I, I, do. I really might, do. I really do. <laughs> Other than that, it's perfect so for you. It could be great. It's so yeah. fun. So I don't. I think I'd be a great server. Jason could be good at you it. Would. You got to have the right yeah. attitude. Yeah, and I don't. And and like yeah, <laughs> and you're so easy to talk to and relatable, and you can <laughs> chat. No, his jokes up. would Keep, his jokes would hit like eighty percent of the yeah, time. Yeah. But when well, they did, I have to work at a diner for old people. Because that's my joke. <laughs> yes, really they would old. love yeah. you. Is that your demo? Your <laughs> yeah. Yes, for sure. 
I'd be like, don't die on me, sir. You're 80. And, uh-huh. and they would I'm working go on. on. You're going to workshop that a little too. bit. But yeah. Um, and then, yeah, so the podcast one, we had a lot of, tons of people showed up. And I love that there was like, you know, there's always Q&A at things like that. Mm-hmm. And like, normally in my experience, no one has any questions or maybe there's one. I mean, we had like a really robust yeah, session really that, cool. um, yeah. you know, the moderator had to like, you know, for time we had to stop it. So yeah. it was like, it was really interesting. And people were, I definitely saw some note takers, not yes. when we were talking. <laughs> No, <laughs> but you know, people were generally. throwing up when we were talking. They, were they ran to the bathroom. Like, Who is this? Yeah. <laughs> Now's a good time to go get a pizza. Yeah. <laughs> it's like an intermission, but yeah. So I'm excited for the one on March 26th. Yeah. That'll be good. It was April. So I that, think. so that could be, is um, it? no, it's March. It's March. Yeah. March 26th. It was March. So I doubt, I doubt <laughs> that March one will. Plus 11. <laughs> I doubt that one will be You can use that as like... your social media marketing. <laughs> Another campaign. Of March you don't think that one will get heated? I don't know. So it could. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's development. I mean, some people could. So a lot no, of times uh, they turn into like cool. they turn into like like. Are you having like Camp North House. End and Optimus Hall and stuff? Is we that we the, honestly like we probably need to meet this week to finalize everything. So I think what we'd like to do is someone from like um, Optimus Hall would be good. Maybe a developer. So we want like a couple developers. We also want people who write about development. Because um, I think it's cool what Optimus Hall like. They actually did a cool food hall, 7th Street Market, and now what, yeah. um, what's that area? Camp North End, what they're doing. Yeah. yeah. Really cool. Optimus Hall is so amazing, and they're still opening places. Yeah. We were just talking about It is amazing. But that. yeah, what Sweet Lou was saying, um, you know, it's it. taken some of his business, which is a bummer. Okay. Tell us, mm-hmm. before we get to our last topic, what, what are the places that you like to go out to now? What are your go-tos mm-hmm. in Charlotte? With Joe. Um, <laughs> I love Dandelion Market. It's right down the street from oh, us. Yeah. Yes. It's, I go there for my birthday every year. There. Yeah, we always get the big table for my birthday. You know, the table oh, that yes. rises up. Oh. We did that one year How for my birthday, forget? too. That's where yeah. I used to go out before Yvonne. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's like, and then the floor shakes, and you're like, yes. am I going to fall through it? I don't know. Whenever we were dancing there. Yeah, <laughs> I'd be like, please don't yeah, fall on me. No. This huge table. Oh yeah, the table us. could fall on you. The floor could fall yes. through. What will happen? Have you ever gotten the whole menu? No, we haven't. And we always talk about it because usually it's a group of like you know ten people, and yeah, you probably could totally do, it. do it. And we would save money. Yeah, really. It's not a. Ba- <laughs> it's a pretty damn good deal. Yeah, yeah. and next, their food. Next birthday. Their food, like I mean, especially like we literally just yeah they don't get the a, they don't around. get enough to. Yeah. No, it's no, true. but they're like one of my mainstays. We go there all the time. It's a great answer. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. So with our office being in Dilworth and on East Boulevard, we eat at 300 East a lot. Um, I like Blaze Pizza. Still, see, that's a testament. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 10 years later. You have, you got to make East. reservations sometimes for lunch because it's so busy. Oh yeah. Um, Superica is one of my faves. I get the same thing every time the lunch special. I've only been I there like once. Superica. I need to go back there. I think the flavors are just really, really good. Um, I like the vibe in there too. Yeah. Just beautiful. Um, yeah, that's... I'm really okay. jealous because as soon as we left Uptown, Chipotle uh-huh. and Chopped, <laughs> like that would have saved yeah. okay, my I'm life. Okay, I'm doing this year for my New Year's resolution. I'm not eating any chains. And he's hard so to no do. It really is. And, and he, I kind of wanted to no. talk about this maybe. Yeah, tell him. Go ahead. I think we're so, fine. Joe, will you tell us if someone starts banging down the door over there? What's the next <laughs> what time? Or? Yeah, yeah, I mean, just fight him. Joe looks <laughs> like he lifts weights and I like that about Joe. We don't know if there's someone after or not, but yeah. He's tell wearing us. a very tight t-shirt. That's yeah, I'd be intimidated. I'd just leave. <laughs> to be honest, it could be tighter. <laughs> it could be tighter. Yeah, tell us your stance yeah. on chains. Because Jason used to eat Chipotle at like no, no, four I, nights I have nothing week. against change, but 
Just as a challenge. I keep, you I keep thinking you're saying change, like as in coins. Ch -ch -ch chains. <laughs> <laughs> he does like change also. Yeah. He'll pick so, up yeah, that coin. Um, so my stance is this, especially with owning the CLT Eats Instagram account. I have worked with National. So I worked with Pizza Hut. And I did get paid for that partnership. Hell yeah. Um, and that was a super quick, like literally 24-hour turnaround. Stuff crust pizza. He Love loves it. Pizza Hut. <laughs> I, I do too. Yeah. Um, no shame. Um, yeah. So my stance is... Um, it is, it is almost impossible to never eat like for a whole year, like good luck with that, especially when traveling, you know, it's really difficult. Um, and then also I, you know, the way that I feel about it is eat, I eat local all the time and I love to do it. And there's so many options and they're so great. And I love supporting other small businesses like mine. However, you still have people in the community who are working at franchises like Applebee's and so on. For and sure. Chipotle and I so agree on. with you. And there's no harm in support. And a lot of those are maybe franchise owners and they live yes. in the community and they, they spent their savings, their life savings to open up that, that franchise location. So I think that it is perfectly fine to also support chains and the people who work within them. I, I, I agree totally with that too. With My you. whole thing is I, I was going to too many chains. Like I was going to Chipotle a lot or yeah. I would go to like Buffalo Wild Wings. He was Wings. defaulting to Buffalo that. Wild Wings and yeah. I'd rather go. Personally, I'm glad we're not going to Buffalo Wild Wings. I love Buffalo Wild Wings. This year. Chick-fil-A. <laughs> I love it all. But I was like, instead of, Chick -fil -A, instead like, of doing those things, I'd rather support a local even yeah, though you sure. said like but that can those get, those get expensive too oh yeah, well money's no thing for me <laughs> <laughs> april <laughs> he likes all he keeps all his change yeah so he's fine mm -hmm. he's been saving well, yeah point. i pay in pennies everywhere i yeah. go <laughs> takes him a long time to count it well i'm still going to chains so okay so tell us we have one recurring segment mm -hmm. the best thing you ate this week or drank or drank and we're all gonna say our own. If like, you can, can Yvonne can go first. Oh, okay. No, can I? Yeah. I don't. Be nice to our guest. What? Can oh, you I go know. first, Jason? You just you wait. Go does first. it have to be in Charlotte? No. no. Oh, okay. It doesn't even have to be this week. Well, no. You, you, I mean, you could lie to up. us. We wouldn't know. But I wouldn't. I would never. You the would integrity never. of the podcast. Yeah. Do you want me to go now? Yeah. If you're ready, my God, that would take a load off. Yeah. So Friday, Joe and I went to Greenville, South Carolina. Oh, romantic. Yeah. And um, it was so cold. Um, so we stayed at the A-Loft, or I don't even know. Is it all we, okay. <laughs> This is hilarious okay. you bring I this up. I hate it. So we were at the Studio Movie Grill at Epicenter and yeah. had this discussion mm -hmm. when I, we had a bet about it because he yeah, thought I it was. I called the A-Loft, but it's a yes. loft. And we had a bet, and he like, had to Venmo me $5. Oh, that, I've wanted to do it. So, so that's what I did. And they say a loft when they, and I just went, um, sorry, wrong number, bye. <laughs> so is it is it like one word, like a loft, or is yes. it? Yeah. Oh, I think it's the branding that makes that confusing. It's very for I sure. Hate, yeah, I, first I of all, agree. I hate the name. Yeah, it, it's not good. Sounds like a hole loft. Yeah, a hole a loft. They're also like a, I, yeah, they're, I like they're the not my. They're if not you're my not favorite sure rooms how to say either. it, they're small. I don't know if I've a ever loft. stayed in one. I like a loft. Yeah, yeah we have. Anyway. Yeah, but like, yeah, but if you're not anyway. sure how to say it, that's bad branding. Where'd you go in yeah. Greenville? Greenville exactly. has lots of good yeah. stuff. So we ended up. Joe and I went to Hall's Chop House, which we've been to the one in Charleston. Yes, classic. Yeah, so steakhouse, fine dining, steakhouse. What was really cool, so we've been to the one in Charleston. We were like, hell yeah, we're going back because it's very good. We know it's a good good date night spot. And we walked in the, in the front door, and there was kind of like a lot going on. They were very busy. And this guy walked up to Joe and shook his hand, and I was like, he doesn't know him, does he? And um, anyway, then he walked up to me, and they were taking my coat from me. And the guy said, hi, nice to meet you. I'm, I'm Tommy. I'm Tommy Hall. Oh, nice to meet you. And I was like, wow, I'm, I'm April Smith. Like he, like he, <laughs> like he cares. Um, but I, d I was like, he must be related. Like he's, you know, in yeah, the family yeah. that owns this place. 
Um, and so he he said, you know, your reservation's not ready yet. You guys are a little bit early. Would you like to wait by the bar? And we said, we said yeah, we already planned on waiting by the bar and having a glass of wine. Dry January is going great, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he walked us to the bar and he stood with us until the bartender came over and he said, these are my friends from Charlotte. Go ahead and take care of them. Oh my gosh. How? You ne- I have never seen that. Um, That's so good hospitality. Shout, shout out to Thomas Hall wow. and Tommy Hall. Yeah. So, so I, did he know you guys from anywhere? No. He just was like, you knew you were like in from out of. See, that's, that's he, like he greeted everyone at the door like like was like greeting that. everyone. Yeah. It's just those little things, but yeah. that's like awesome. So I mean, important. very memorable. So I didn't have any business cards on me, but I said, um, he said, you know, we thought about opening a halls in um, Charlotte. Oh, and I said, yeah. I said, please do. And he said, we looked into it years ago, and there's just no way. There are way too many steakhouses there. And I'm like, yeah, I, I agree with you, yeah. especially now. Like, good luck. Um, but so I said, yeah, I, I, I you know, I, I know how it is. I own a, I own a marketing company. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, getting that plug in there. I said, you know, we work with a lot of restaurants. And, yeah, it's really difficult. It's very competitive right now. Um, I didn't have a business card on me. So on the survey card, I wrote, like, my email address yes. on the company name and, and then gave it to the hostess to give to him. But what we it. ate was, like, Shrimp cocktail. He, um, Joe had steak, steak tartare. Yes. Um, we split an eight ounce fillet, and then we also got like um, a really good cream. Because you're on a diet. Corn. Yeah. It's January. <laughs> cream corn. No diets. <laughs> mushroom risotto. Um, oh my goodness. And, and we split the she crab soup, and then we I also love. had the biggest piece of chocolate cake that oh. I've ever seen. It was like Hell this. Yeah. It was this tall. That's, um, this sounds yeah. all amazing. I've never been to the one it's in Charleston. Good. I'd like to go. I've actually I've never, never been, been either. I've never been to Greenville. I have a oh, I have a coworker so cool. whose daughter works at Halls oh, in yeah. Charleston. Well, we need to do a, so. Was that with like a good like date weekend yeah. trip situation? So the one in Charleston is is like the vibe is very cool. It's darker, you know, like a historic building. Um, you the could one do anything to your date in there type place, <laughs> yeah. like beef and bottle. Sure, that's it's what his dad said about beef and bottle. Yeah, my dad He's was like, like 65 you can year old do dad. anything with it. He's 68. Yeah, he was like, back in my day. <laughs> Your dad is frisky. Yeah, yeah, he is. He still is. Yeah. <laughs> so Beef and Bottle is one of my favorites, too. Like, consistently yeah, go there. good vibe but in there. What about you guys? What's your favorite? Um, well, so after the pod, we didn't do a pod last week. We, do, we had berries. I knew we were up here for some reason. Um, so We went to Kiki's. Yes. Okay. I thought you were going to say Kiki's. Was that this week? Yeah. No. Hmm. Was it? Anyway. Okay, shit. Well, if, if that was this week, you then... You've had a long week. It's... Oh God. <laughs> I've eaten so many things. <laughs> okay. So we did go to Kiki, and I we had a little disagreement because I thought it was good enough to maybe get a Michigan pug, and he's not sure. Mm. Um, I thought it was, like, really, really... Cool. Bl- like, it was blowing my mind. Um, best thing we had there, so they did a, a chicken liver mousse, which Jason didn't want to order, so he said if I ordered it, I had to eat the whole thing, which I did, and, uh-huh. like, I loved it, but I also felt sick, but chicken liver mousse with, like, this freeze-dried foie gras, like, in shards on top of the chicken liver mousse, which, like, so you would take kind of, like, a knife full of it, and it would sort of, like, like, the foie gras would melt into the chicken liver mousse on the cracker, mm-hmm. and it was dusted with, like, a blackberry or a huckleberry freeze-dried powder, and it was amazing. And I did eat the whole thing, and it was a big serving, um, and that was probably the best thing I ate this week. Since, since that it was, was actually this a week, week and a half ago, and she lied. <laughs> <laughs> I that, knew it. That would have been my favorite thing, though. No, we didn't do a pod last week, so it's fine. That's, That's true. We it didn't get it. Kiki was the best, but I've been having so I normally don't post on Twitter uh-huh. because oh God, I think it's just a toxic Twitter place. Wars. I think Donald Trump has ruined my Twitter forever. Um, it was doomed before that, by the way. But anyway, <laughs> I've never been on Twitter. We. Uh, I've, it, all these lists have been coming out about brunch places uh-huh. and they've all left off the yolk. And I don't understand why, because uh-huh. the yolk is one of, 
I think the best restaurants in Charlotte, Chef Greg Collier is mm-hmm. amazing. I'm sure you've been there. I have, um, I have not actually. You haven't? Oh, it's on my list. It's Shame uptown. Yeah. It's right there. Anyway, people are saying like Holler and Dash is better and all these places. Well, so I've been getting on. Mm-mm. I've been getting on. Chain. It's not good there. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, by Cracker Barrel. The, the stuff um, they send out looks like shit on a plate. And I'm not saying it's inedible. Like mm-hmm. I'll eat it. It's yeah, not I'll terrible. It. But like I'll eat anything. it literally looks like shit on a plate. Uh, I went once and I haven't been back. But we, so I was like. People are saying crap about it. I need to go try it again. So I went this morning. You, you didn't tell me this. Well, I I didn't. I, I wasn't planning on going. Okay, but go I went. On. Just Tennessee to be fair. fries. So they make these cubed potatoes, and they put like this s- seasoning that's like oh, you went magical. to the yolk. I thought you were talking about going to Holler and Dash. No, this I didn't morning. go to Holler and Dash. I was Dash. like, wow, who are you? Okay, they put this magical <laughs> seasoning on the potatoes, and it's fantastic. And then I got a bird in the hand, which is like their chicken sandwich, and it's. Fantastic. So you stand by all those things you said on Twitter, all your flame wars yeah. you had this weekend. Basically, <laughs> she's been off social media, and I've just taken over, and we've lost. We had 5,000 followers. We're down to 20 now. Yeah, he's got so. <laughs> My bad. He was like, just, he's like, I'm fighting with people on Twitter. I was like, I have to. Yeah, I don't bed. even like to. I don't want to, <laughs> but I just, I just felt like I needed to say. I wasn't even fighting with anyone. I just the agenda posted their top 15 brunch places, oh. and they put all these places, and they didn't yeah. have the yolk. I'm like, please put it on there. It ain't right. Well, April, thank you so April, much for joining us. April, where do we us. find you? Yes. If we want to work with you, let's say yeah. I'm a restaurant. Yeah, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I need April's services. Yeah. Where do I go? Social for Ape. Sure. Yeah, so our website is socialape, like a monkey, yeah. marketing.com. Not all of that. It's just socialapemarketing.com. Um, <laughs> socialape, like a monkey. <laughs> yeah. Marketing is a long Social URL. Ape, but like <laughs> monkey, yeah. not like yeah. Yeah. the um, number. It's like the animal.com. Yeah, um, that domain is probably available. You could probably get that one. Too. That one for sure for like eight dollars. Just scoop it dollars. Yeah. Um, socialape.com was taken. I really wanted that, obviously. But um, it's socialapemarketing.com, and my email address is april at socialapemarketing.com. And then and I'm on and at CLT Eats at CLT Eats on Instagram. There's actually a website too. It's like a blog, but I I haven't written there in ages. Really not worth it. And but. Social Ape is on Instagram, just at Social. Yeah, on Instagram we are at Social Ape. Okay. So go follow her and go to her thing on March twenty sixth. Thrive Talks. The Ides of March plus eleven. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll go. It's They're the height of, of tax season. And it's so going to be at A2O again? Yes, it will. I love any yeah. opportunity we, to go eat at A2O. Oh, my God. The fries. So freaking good. Cauliflower, the cauliflower, dead, cauliflower yes. balls. Yeah, the pizza. Cauliflower balls. The, I'm not going to. I always get the cauliflower pizza because I'm like, oh, like I should. It's not bad. and it's. But I'm just going to get the regular pizza yeah. next time. Like, I don't know. I'm always like, I should because it's good. But Very it's still good. not as good Very as good. Like, regular pizza. Like, I'm not on a diet. I yeah. should just get the regular pizza. And that's the moral of that story. Get the regular pizza. Well, anyway, Joe, April, thank you so much. <laughs> it's been it's been a pleasure. An absolute pleasure. Thank you guys. <laughs> that was my monkey. It's no diets monkey. here. It's a bad monkey.